Today on Recur Now, we dive deep into Peloton's S1 filing. Plus, our ProfitWell crew answers how much I'd have to pay them to part with their strongest team member. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it is Thursday, August 29th. I'm Abby Sullivan. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, your recurring revenue headlines with Grace. A department store sold to the subscription model while another big fitness brand tries its hand at SaaS. And Pornstar Martini is changing its name to be more PG. Today, we've got your top subscription news. First up, subscription retail gains more territory. The Canadian business retail group Hudson's Bay announced yesterday it's selling Lord & Taylor to the clothing rental subscription Le Tote for 100 mil. CNBC reported this deal allows the department store chain to continue operations after its flagship Fifth Avenue New York store and others closed its doors earlier this year. Hudson's Bay CEO told CNBC, We're excited to have reached an agreement with Le Tote that creates a new model for Lord & Taylor, bringing together fashion rental subscriptions with traditional retail. Another name dipping into the subscription space, Fitbit. Fitbit's future entails a new revenue strategy, Fitbit Premium, a $10 per month subservice. This offering also comes with an increased focus on health providers and enterprise. It marks a big shift for Fitbit since its identity has been hardware-centric for the past decade. A juicy headline by Shortlist, Porn-free, M&S's porn star Martini is getting a name change because it's too sexual. This comes after Marks & Spencers was told they must change the name of its tinned porn star Martini after it was said that the name could open the floodgates to other suggestive names. If you happen to be a fan of this canned cocktail, look for Passion Star Martini instead. And now back to Abby to go deep on Peloton's IPO. Following our coverage of the WeWork IPO, we're taking a look at an entirely new realm with the same controversial flair, streaming fitness. On August 27th, we saw Peloton file for its IPO, revealing widening losses of $245.7 million on sales of $915 million, up from $47.9 million from last year. The fitness company expects to raise $500 million in its offering with its solid subscription of streaming fitness classes, which has expanded from stationary bike mogul to Peloton tread treadmills. It's said in the registration documents it plans to further expand its international foothold, which it cautions will bring with it new costs. And we spotted quite the intriguing thread by the self-dubbed inquisitive investor on Twitter who claims Peloton might be reporting they're in a better situation than they lead on. The thread begins, Peloton subscriber churn looks to me to be around 20 to 30% per year, but they reported churn of 0.7%. He then breaks down the math. Because the reported churn is a monthly churn, it's calculated as net cancels in the period divided by three months. So 0.7% equals 2.1% per quarter, or around 8.4% per year. But given the massive growth of the 500k plus subscribers we get to use in the denominator for churn, we added half those in the past 12 months. So we lost 8% plus of the 500k, but that 40 to 50k really applies to the 250k from last year. And then the plot thickens. 
He continues to explain that the IPO is exquisitely timed to occur just before lapses can really kick in from the phasing out of the 12 to 36 month lock-in subscription periods per page 67 of the S1. So some large chunk of the historical subscriptions weren't even eligible for cancellation, which means Peloton is now losing subs at a rate of around 40 to 50K per year on an eligible base that is almost certainly way smaller than 200K, probably even 150K, suggesting they're aiming to push their IPO before the metrics turn for the worse. Although it is worth noting the inquisitive investor disclaims he has no interest or position in Peloton, he simply likes analyzing investment metrics and statistics. His conclusions are his own assumptions, and any and all readers must draw their own conclusions using their own analysis. Here's Peloton enthusiast and profit well pricing strategist John Mangini with his. First off, big Peloton fan myself. I don't use it as much as my wife does, but from the day we bought it, I think she was spending close to $25 a class in uh, SoulCycle. We're down to sub $20 a Peloton class. That's because the upfront investment, but that's going to keep going down and down over time. Now, thinking about some of the churn data that came out recently, it's pretty interesting. I got to dive more into the S1, but I do think what's what's tough with them is they're trying to do a multi-product approach with the treadmill. The treadmill is double the price, and honestly, I think they're going to have some trouble with that, and I think that's their plan of getting expansionary revenue is having the two products in order for them to really unlock kind of expansionary growth over time and, and where I think they could do really well is if they create some second tier for these you know you have your top 10% we start on the pricing page tear down there's those crazy users that are gonna they're willing I'm sure to pay you more money so they need to unlock a higher tier above that $39 a month now how they do that not quite sure. It could be a additional maintenance requirement because every year those are going the bikes are going to start getting worse from a maintenance perspectives. So maybe you get to meet some of the actual instructors because that is they love that fan mail stuff like that. But I do think that could be one challenge. So yes, over time I'm sure they're going to churn out some folks. At the end of the day, they're going you can reactivate so easily because the bike by itself isn't that helpful. But if you add the subscription, it becomes that pretty impactful. So I think they're still I still think they're a great company, great UI. We always talk about customer focused businesses, and that is literally the great experience of them at home. I can do it for 20 minutes. I'm done for the day. And again, I think the big thing is going to be how they kind of unlock that expansion revenue over time. I envision another tier. We'll see what they do. It's on them. Thanks, John. Perhaps more of us need to get our butts back in the saddle or Peloton could be riding off into the proverbial sunset, which is certainly not something you'd like to see. And that's it for your subscription news for August 29th. We'll have more recurring revenue news for you here tomorrow. And now our ProfitWell crew plays a game of Name Your Price. On today's Name Your Price, I'm joined by Tony Zhu, John Mangini, Devin Batia, and Brianna Van Tynan, who answer how much I'd have to pay them to lose their strongest team member. For how much would you give up your strongest team member? Name your price. I have $100,000 because I think that if I lost my strongest team member, then I could contract out a lot of the work for a hundred k True. That's my thoughts. Zero dollars. Whoa. Devin thinks he's the strongest team member. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's a couple of reasons here. But we're going to get to it later. <laughs> oh, a little bit. In a little bit. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm saying 500K. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going 25,000. I'm, I'm starting to feel like a caricature. 
A million dollars. Wow, <laughs> Tony, you value me that much? About half a million, I get that. I took I, I took a personal approach to this one, John. No, that's good. You you respect. I mean, you have loyalty. Yeah, um, million dollars because you cannot put a price on someone who is actively contributing to the team, really cares, and really drives the mission forward. Wow. I mean, I guess you can't put a price on it. It's a million dollars. That's the price. Uh, Infinity or yeah, one million? It's a million dollars. Respect, yeah, so Tony. I feel like mine was debating on if I would lose them, where they'd still be in the company. Because mm. I was thinking That's I would lose question. them, oh, which would fully. still be rough. Yeah, But fully. if I lose the company, I, I would go a little bit higher. Because it is hard to replace somebody who's been here a while and knows what they're doing. Very much that so. That being said, like we do have a shitload of smart people. So mm-hmm. we'd probably figure it out. But we lose a lot of efficiencies. Very true. Um, I know. And then trying to onboard someone else, it's, it's a whole thing. We're good at onboarding, though. I, I, yeah, but having that person who's been here for yeah. a while is just like mm-hmm. killer. Knows the processes, knows the people. Million. I, I originally had thought oh a lot gosh. lower, but now that I've been faced with potentially losing a member, I would have to be paid a lot of money. 500K, at least. Oh, personal experience. Mm-hmm. All right, number one, everyone <laughs> is replaceable. Okay. Number two. That is true. Edgy. Here's the deal. <laughs> If you don't want to be at this company, <laughs> then I don't want you to be at this company. And okay, therefore, I, I want you. Uh, that's why I don't want to pay anything. Like you should you, just intrinsically want to be here s- oh because God. you already like what you're doing and you're good at what you're doing or you just want to get better. You so s- like that's the other thing. And then this is a little bit of the hubris. And <laughs> you think it's if, if I am not the strongest yeah. employee and all right, realistically, <laughs> I'm probably not. But then I'm like the weakest employee, so then I got to oh. get better. So ultimately, it's like more motivational for me to like be like, you know what? Let me level myself up and keep trying to be better so that ultimately, if I'm paying someone else out, it's reinvesting in myself. Boom. I want you to want to be here is what you just said to me <laughs> from the movie The Breakup. I want you to want to do this. That's okay. it. I want you to want to do it. watch that. <laughs> uh, so I kind of agree with you. So that's why it's 100K because I'm like, okay, if I had a year without someone or I had like nine months without someone, like what would I need to replace this person? But at the same time, if they don't want to be here, then they shouldn't be here, right? So I just need enough money to get by without that person until I find another one. What if a computer could do the job of that person? Are you okay with them leaving? They're probably not your best member. <laughs> but our computers are pretty good now. I mean, automation. I'm just saying, automation is getting pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what about like rapport? Not just like doing, I mean, I know I said strongest, but what about like, you know, Culture. seeing that person every mm, day? Yes, yes. That, that, that up. Yeah, having, the, yeah. Go up. having yeah. the ability to slack someone at 11 p.m. Yeah. and and uh, get them to you know look at your stuff. Yeah, I feel so like that ups the value. Yeah, agreed. Going back to the the robot one. So if it's like Alexa and it like tells you jokes, <laughs> like I feel like what more do you need? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> she always listening because she knows your style, personality. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh my god. And there you have it, your August 29th episode of Recur Now. Check back here tomorrow where we do it all again. And if you know anyone who'd want on the list to receive daily episodes, send them to recurnow.com. 